Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Pursuing Greatness podcast, a place where experts share their wisdom on living well by mastering your health, your wealth, your relationships, and your spirit. Before we get started, I want to remind everyone that the best way to support the show is simply to share this episode with your friends and family. Also, if you want to learn more about Mastering Life, go to our website at pursuinggreatnesspodcast.com. With that said, I hope you enjoy the episode. We have a very special guest with us today, so grab your pen and paper and enjoy the journey. Before we get started, I have an announcement to make. In celebration of our launch, I'm giving away a free iPad. Shameless bribe here. To enter the drawing, all you have to do is subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, give us a rating and review on Apple, and then join our newsletter by submitting the form at pursuinggreatnesspodcast.com. Once you do that, send me the screenshot of each step to gabe at pursuinggreatnesspodcast.com, and I will enter you into the drawing to get yourself a free iPad. Again, to enter the drawing, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, give us a rating and review on Apple, and then join our newsletter at pursuinggreatnesspodcast.com. All right, and we are live. Today we have with us Mary Crow. Mary grew up training jazz, palm, and cheerleading in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and began choreography at age 15. She then attended SMU in Dallas, and after college, spent two years with the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders, earning Rookie of the Year. Mary continued her career in dance by creating Perfect Eight Counts, an online choreography company that provides routines for hundreds of palm and dance teams across the globe. Mary, thank you very much for coming on the show today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, to get us started, why don't you tell everybody you know, who you are, what you do, and how you got started down that path in the first place? Well, like you said, my name's Mary. I have was probably really four years old. Um, I have just been very passionate about working with teams. And that is why I started a choreography business. I have always loved choreography, um, but Perfect Eight Counts gives me an opportunity to provide a more accessible, affordable routine um, to teams all over if I can't be there in person um, and the internet makes that all possible. So it has been quite the journey um, learning and navigating this space, especially this year. <laughs> yeah, no, I can imagine, especially yeah. uh, our, I mean, I'm assuming um, cheer and dance teams are kind of, they're cl- shuttered up, aren't they at this point? You know, it is, um, it's depending on the school, the schools all kind of have their own different uh, requirements. And for instance, a team I'm seeing this week, they are meeting for practice, but it is socially distanced and masks are required. So it, it will be an interesting um, learning experience for all of us seeing how's the best way we can um, make this safe and learn as quickly as possible with masks and all the other <laughs> things that need to go along with keeping our self uh, safe and sanitized. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I love your story because you kind of, you took something that you were super passionate about dance and choreography, and then you created a business out of it. And a lot of people, you know, listening and watching, they, you know, they, they have something that they're really, they really like to do, but they're not quite sure how to translate that into, you know, something that generates dollars. And so um, kind of take us through the story. You know, you, you grew up dancing, you, you were even on the Dallas Cowboys, um, but that doesn't make money. And then you took that and you made a business out of it. So how, how did you make that transition there? Well, you know, I always saw myself going in a different direction. I majored in psychology in college and I 
there was a part of me that thought I would continue on to grad school, get my master's and um, work as a licensed therapist. But I, um, when I was about, you know, it was right after college and I took some time and really evaluated what was going to bring me the most joy. And I was applying to jobs and applying to jobs and really nothing was really sticking. And I went to my parents and I asked them if they would kind of approve of me starting this business. And they supported that decision at the time. And I knew it was going to be a long, long process of really turning something that was just a passion into a business that could provide a life for me. So I, you know, had other jobs along the way. I tried to support myself by picking up little things here and there by babysitting and like a lot of girls do straight out of college. Um, But I would say that to anyone who wants to turn a passion into a business, think about the long game, because if you aren't consistent from day to day, it will dwindle. I, it didn't happen for me right away. It's taken me really the past six years to see all of the hard work really pay off now. So it was, it's a journey and it's all about not quitting, waking up every single day, saying yes to, you know, your top three most important tasks, getting them done early. Um, yeah, consistency was key for me. I, I love that. Um, I mean, consistency and not giving up, especially when you're creating a business is the key. Um, yeah. Definitely. And it sounds like, so you even had, you had other jobs to support yourself while you were doing this and it took six years. Um, I mean, I want everybody to, to, to take right. note of that. It's not something that happened overnight. Um, Mary yeah. worked on this day in, day night uh, for six years before you finally started to see some real, some real, um, some real movement from it. Correct. Yeah. Yes. I, it was, you know, in the beginning it was always providing something and I the online business is paired with in-person workshops. So I do visit teams and do custom choreography for them. Um, so the combination of the two was good that I had a handful of teams in my portfolio. I knew I was going to be visiting every year. And that was kind of a business model for me. If I can cover my expenses for the online startup with my in-person work, then I will be at least in a good space that I don't feel like I'm dangerous you know, in a dangerous place to lose money. That was important to me. Yep. Yeah, no, I think that's a really smart way to go about it. And so I kind of want to, I mean, you you already touched on it, but I do want to dive a little bit further into that, um, into your business model, because you're right, starting an online business, um, it can be iffy, you know, it it doesn't just come automatically unless you're just a whiz at marketing or something. Um, So you, you kind of had two prongs, you had your in-person consultancy, and then your online uh, kind of tell, take, tell us through, take us through the business model, uh, for your business. So I, whenever I was starting out, I, my biggest investment was my website and I worked with a website design, uh, firm here in Dallas. And we just had several meetings. I talked about what I was wanting to do. And at the time they had to write code for what I was, um, what I was trying to create. The business started out a little bit differently. I used to give people pieces, uh, eight counts. It's hard to explain if you're not familiar with dance, but I used to (laughs) give people individual sets of eight counts. They could piece them together into a routine themselves. So they were kind of allowed to make something custom that required a really complicated uh, web design. So we transitioned away from that three years ago to just stock routines, just the way that you might buy a stock 
piece of music that you own the rights to. So architecture, anything like that. Teams can go onto my website and purchase the routines. They're instructional, learn them from home. I work with a music company called Sounds Like That and Power Music Cheer, and they create all of my music. So it's entirely theirs and theirs to use and perform on the field for their schools. It doesn't, they're not infringing on anyone's rights by just pulling something off of YouTube. So um, that was the beginning of the online business. And then my in-person business has always, you know, just grown with me as over time, I come go into teams and ask, work with their coaches on what they are needing for the season. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's one routine, sometimes it's eight routines and um, we will design the look for their squad and give them the best opportunity to show up on the field that year really well. So that paired with the online business set me up for kind of a very slow stair step uh, growth success journey. So that is, I attribute just the patience that I had to get to this point. Um, I give, I give my success to that. Patience is definitely key. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, one thing that kind of jumped out to me when you were talking was uh, you, you mentioned pivoting. Um, mm-hmm. You had this, you know, originally you had this plan where you were going to do an eight count. You're going to mish, mishmash them together, um, but it probably turned out to be a little bit too expensive. And so you pivoted, you, you changed your plan, um, not your end goal, but you changed your execution of that. So I love, I love that point of your, of your story and that, you know, you made changes when they are necessary. Yes. I think that that is really important to, recognize whenever you have improvements to make, not to say that you were wrong, because I think that uh, each step is important to get you where you are now. And so I wouldn't, I don't know if I would do it any differently, but I certainly wouldn't have waited any longer to pivot because that change really took me to a different place in my business. Um, It just, it was something that I was asking coaches. And I think that's another thing that's important for your listeners is um, survey your, survey your audience, survey your potential customers and ask them what they need. Because if you aren't filling a need, then you, you really kind of are out in space flailing around trying to figure out what your really, your path is going to be. So um, that's a great way. If you are thinking that you might need to pivot just ask your audience what they need. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the need, the market need is more important, really. I mean, your passion is definitely important because it's what drives you individually. But um, when it comes to a business, your market need is utmost important. So you really do. I mean, I love that you asked your, asked the people that were actually going to be buying a product. You, you asked them, you know, what should I be? What do you guys want? Right. I'm sorry. We're having technical issues on my side. There we go. All right. We're back in business. (laughs) Um, Awesome. So moving forward, uh, you know, you've had a lot of success so far. Um, It's, it has contributed to, I mean, um, you attribute it to certain things that you do day in and day out. So if you could go back to the Mary who, uh, who started, um, you know, however many years ago and give her one piece of advice moving forward, what would that uh, piece of advice be? Oh gosh, I really, I think that um, being organized and making sure you have uh, a plan for each day is so important. I wish I would have gotten on top of that earlier. Um, I have a business coach like most, you know, like a lot of business owners do. And 
his advice to me was always to uh, recognize your most important three tasks of the day uh, in the afternoon before. So today, this afternoon, I will, you know, outline what my most important tasks for tomorrow are. And the goal is to get them done before 10 a.m. So oh, wow. if you're not as early of a person or as much of a morning person, it can be a little bit later in the day. But that consistency of making sure you're getting those things done, that's, I wish that I would have started that earlier. It sounds so simple, but it makes the biggest difference. Um, and I would have told, um, would have told myself also keep thinking outside the box because that is what allowed me to pivot. Uh, originally, whenever I told my parents about this business idea, my dad's biggest question to me was, um, how can you make a living off of something that requires you to be there in person? Hmm. And wise dad. Yeah, exactly. Very. <laughs> and he, um, he said, so think about that. And that's whenever the idea to take it online began in the beginning, people said, we can't, you know, there's no way that choreography can really translate online. I had a lot of people saying, I just don't think it's going to happen. And, um, I kind of pushed forward and said, I'm going to take a chance on it because I feel like it will. And here we are in 2020 and it, all we've been able to do is learn online. So it, <laughs> it has, it has provided this just really kind of like almost comical uh, journey for me, but I'm really happy. It has done a lot of the education for me this year has done a lot of customer education for me. So yeah, I would say make sure you stay organized and keep on your plan from day to day and don't be afraid to think outside the box. I love it. I love it. Um, and you know, on that same subject, the, um, I usually ask two two pieces of advice. That one is related to your business. How about just living, um, you know, living life in general? What pieces of advice would you give for people to to get the most fulfillment out of life? Right. Um, I think that happiness is a choice. I have said this. I wrote it down on a post-it note when I was, I think, I was eighteen years old. Um, it's impossible to find happiness because happiness is a choice. Choose to be happy. And I put it on my dashboard so that I could see it every single day in my car. And that kind of life motto has carried me through everything, you know, through not only business, but, you know, marriage. I have an amazing husband and a little baby and, you know, choosing to find the joy every single day. It's the little things put on music. Don't be afraid to dance in the kitchen. Like, you know, make breakfast fun, just the smallest little things. And it sounds cheesy, but that makes a really big difference, um, in life. So choose to be happy and then, uh, you know, I, I consider myself a realistic optimist. So, you know, don't be afraid whenever things happen because life's not perfect. And if you can accept that fact, it'll be a lot easier for you to move on whenever, um, you know, a wrench is thrown in your way. So realistic optimism. I, lo- I love both of those, actually. Happiness is a choice and realistic optimism. Um, yeah. The happiness is a choice thing reminds me of my grandparents um, because, you know, they they grew up in much worse times than us. And they you can tell in their attitude today that they just decided, you know, we're going to be happy. I don't care what's going on around me, but it's going to be a good day. Exactly. Exactly. It gives you like a sort of armor. It really does. <laughs> yeah. That's a tougher generation than, than some nowadays, but we can carry uh, it on. Absolutely. I love it. 
Um, awesome. So we are at the end of the episode here, but I really appreciate you jumping on the show. Um, if somebody did want to get in contact with you, what would be the best way for them to do that? I am really active on my personal Instagram at Mary Dill Crow and um, at Perfect Eight Counts is my business Instagram and PerfectEightCounts.com is my um, online website that provides stock routines for uh, Palma Dance teams of pretty much all age. So you can find me all those places. All right. And that's uh, M- Mary Dill Crow spelled M-A-R-Y-D-I-L-L-K-R-O-W. Um, if you want to check her out on Instagram, I will also put her LinkedIn profile in the show notes. So if you want to click through there, go ahead and grab a, grab a, grab a chat with Mary. Um, awesome. Again, Mary, thank you very much for showing up. I appreciated it. I'm sure everybody listening and watching did as well. Um, for everybody who's here along with us on this journey today, thank you guys for showing up. Again, the best way to support the show is just to subscribe, like, and share with your friends and family. Um, other than that, I look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode. Thank you guys for sticking with us on another episode of the Pursuing Greatness podcast. I hope you got a lot of value out of that guest. Um, Again, the best way to support the show is just to subscribe, like, and share with your friends and family. Also, check out pursuinggreatnesspodcast.com if you want to get more information about what we do and what we offer. Um, I hope you guys have a great day and, and keep living in integrity with yourself. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode coming shortly.